Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Welcome to the 12th Man Rising Podcast, part of the Fansided Podcast Network. Here's your hosts, Lee Vowell and Todd Vandenberg. Heineken Silver. There are no dregs in Heineken Silver, by the way, but that's what I'm drinking. When I was in high school, I was part of a band called Dregs of Vandalia. Because Vandalia was some town in Illinois where it was like, it was like a, I don't know. It's weird. You got to look it up. Stop listening to the podcast right now and just Google Vandalia, Illinois history. I've stopped listening. I'm even on it. So Vandalia. Uh, I never do listen. Is it? Are you sure? There's one in Ohio. I think it's Illinois. It could be Ohio. Oh. Pretty oh, sure yeah, it's, yeah. it's probably a Vandalia everything. Probably, yeah, a Vandalia. probably, yeah. probably a body part. Well, yep, I mean, there it is. City in Illinois. There's yeah. a mighty Vandalia. It's got a it's got seven seven thousand four hundred fifty eight. That sounds a lot like my hometown. Yeah, and they do the annual hanging of uh, Abraham Lincoln, which is I, weird. You know? so. They're like that guy's from Kentucky, from Illinois. The Kaskaskia Dragon. Ooh. That the city of Vandalia in Illinois, where history lives and progress thrives. <laughs> in a town of 7,458. Well, to be honest, it used to be 30,000 until the tornado came through last year. So, Did you know that it only takes two hours and 20 minutes from Punta Gorda? For, for that's, that's what's popping up on my Google feed. So if I have to be there... <laughs> From Punta Gorda, I can go Ponta Gorda, as we say in the South. I can get to Vandalia in two hours and 20 minutes. From from Florida? Uh, yeah, for some <laughs> reason. <laughs> for some a, reason. Uh, time warp there? There must be, because I didn't know there was an airport in either location. But yes, you can get there. That's right. Oh, it's, it's as low as $34. I think I'll go right now. Oh, my gosh. They just, they, you don't even land. You just fly, you drop think, out of the plane. Yeah, I think I did. And no flight suit, by the way. No wingsuit. You're just like, no, no, no parachute. Just, just, ah, just like the guy in uh, World War II who's a bomber. Everybody died, but he fell into the pines and was totally fine. Fell into a vat of chocolate. <laughs> That's right. Willy Wonka. So, uh, anywho, that's our show. So, no. Um, Happy Father's Day. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Happy Father's Day. Happy pre-Juneteenth, uh, yes. which is a federal holiday now, right? Uh, are you off for Juneteenth? I am actually not off for Juneteenth. I'm kind of surprised I'm not off for Juneteenth, but no. Didn't they make that? Was it a federal holiday made earlier this year? Am um, I wrong about that? I think you were correct. That's what I thought. I wonder if that's what, because I'm, I'm not off um, and I don't get paid for it. And I'm not saying I should. Uh, I am a white yeah, male. Yeah. I'm not saying I should get paid for that. I'm just curious if maybe that's why they're not doing that because because it's not maybe next year they will, but because it was a federal holiday this year they haven't hadn't had it built in to the system yet or something. I, I think yeah, I think that's what it is. Just because it's so new as a federal holiday. So I mean, yeah. 
signed a couple years ago, but yeah. Oh, it was. It was. No, Juneteenth is a banking holiday. Of course, banks will take every opportunity to close, especially when you're trying to get your money. So the banks will be closed. That's true. It's a bank holiday in England for no reason. Oh, they're (laughs) celebrating Juneteenth in the United States. We'll take this day off. (laughs) That would make sense, right? Tomorrow is Juneteenth Boxing Day. (laughs) (laughs) That'll be off again. Um, Uh, Yes. Speaking of boxes. No. Um. So. Uh. Yeah. Anyway. Oh. I. And and we will talk Seahawks at some point. Um. So do you want to pre pro pre pro pre pre blah whatever uh, Rob Gordon's are this week? Oh, uh, Rob Gordon's this week, which we didn't have last week because we weren't on last week for Juneteenth. We celebrated early. <laughs> so uh, literally, we were not on because of the French Open final. Yeah, actually, that's right. Which we'll talk about a little bit. So, our top five. Television series, not season, but series finales, which um, I, was the last show in the series, and of all, also of that season, because it would be weird if the season continued, even though the series is over. That, oh, that's a cool concept. We should do that. I'm sure there. Yeah. Well, freaks and geeks. I actually saw that on <laughs> on one of the lists. I, I was looking through the different lists, and of course, there were, the lists were all over the place. Like, oh yeah, yeah. it's such a personal choice. Right. Um, but freaks and geeks, the the finale of the series was actually on one of the lists. So, which is a show I still have not seen. Feels like nor, I should have seen it, but I have nor, not seen it. Nor have I. Although, apparently, it's quite good because. It pops up on every list of everything that is like, this is a great show that was gone in a year. <laughs> Click a lot of Seahawks news. Freaks and geeks. Oh, there we go. Okay. I guess I'll... oh that works. That's right. That would be That's the right. geek. We know who the freak is. That's right. I have a couple freaks. It's, uh, the geek. It's, it's, it's Probably chic. Tyler Lockett, since he's a realtor. That seems kind of geeky. So, yeah, geeky, making all that, all that cash, cash money. <laughs> cash money. So, uh, yeah, let's, so I don't even know what I, oh, so what I was going to say is I actually saw, could be Bruno Mars. Could be, could be on Mars. Um, Bruno Mars actually had a show in uh, South Korea yesterday. Me running a music website has filled me with all kinds of knowledge I didn't wish to have. (laughs) Um, anywho, and this whole Anita Baker baby face thing, (laughs) don't get me started. Um, and that's so ridiculous. But anyway, I I, I watched uh, last weekend um, after the the women's the women's final of the French Open was phenomenal tennis. Yeah. Um. So was the. I mean, Rude didn't play badly in the final. It was just he got bulldozed. The men's, by the, men's a, the men's was phenomenal for the first set. Yeah, it was. I mean, Rude had a three three love lead. Yeah. And Djokovic was like, oh, I guess this guy's trying to win. Um, he went all Verlander on him. Yes. He's like, I, yeah, exactly. He's like, I guess this guy's trying to win. Let me try a little harder. <laughs> um, basically, that seems like what mm-hmm. happened. So, But anyway, we watched um, BlackBerry last week. Have you seen BlackBerry? You can now rent it for $7. I have not, I have not seen BlackBerry. It's gotten good reviews. Course, is, it about, uh, is, it, is it about the development of the phone? Yeah. You know what BlackBerry is, right? It's it's literally about the phone. Oh, it it's about the, the okay. Yeah, well, it's got Glenn Howerton from It's Always Sunny. Got ah, yeah, yeah. Really oh, good that's right. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Now I know. Yeah, 
bunch of Canadian because it's a Canadian Blackberry was a Canadian company. Yeah. Um, but uh, as you'll soon have a BlackBerry, Todd, mm-hmm. starting mm-hmm. next month, actually. That's, that's the only place that uh, they still use Blackberries. Yeah, you'll be a Celine Dion fan, a Maple Leafs fan. Um, Pretty sure it won't be a Celine Dion <laughs> fan. But the rest of it, eh, I can see that happening. Maple Leafs are having to make a lot of changes, just just saying. Uh, cap money. I'm going to be in goal. Um, <laughs> they actually made that. 18 nothing. <clears throat> that's in right. The first three well, heck, it could be like the final, the Golden Knights won 9-3. to three. Um. <clears throat> Just, uh, that was that weird um, game. Anyway, Blackberry's really, really good. Howerton's great. You should see it. Definitely worth renting. <clears throat> like it, it could be. It won't. It, c- it came out too early in the year, but it could definitely be a, like a in the running for best picture. I think it's it's yeah. really that good. But um, anyway, I have no idea what I was going to say before that. Whatever we were talking about. <laughs> Seahawks. That's, that's how this show goes. Oh yeah, Seahawks. No, something else. Oh, uh, I was going to say uh, the the Golden Knights winning nine to three reminded me that oh, yeah. the Mariners actually had a game earlier last week um, that they won nine to three. Um, and I looked at it and I was like, oh, man, Julio or Kelnick had a good game. The top five headers This tells you the this is the Mariners season. They won the game, mind you, but they are a 500 team. But this is their season in, in a in a micro Cosm or whatever. Um, the first five hitters went 0 for 16. No oh. RBI, no runs. How and they scored nine. So the bottom three wow. hitters went nine for 10 with all nine RBI and three home runs. Like, how does that even happen? That's insane. Like, uh, okay, I guess we'll wait for you guys to make outs. And okay, let's do our job. Go out there and do your job. That's why game. baseball is so fun because that's just ridiculous. Yeah. It's. <laughs> <laughs> It's like, ah, oh, I'm pitching against the Mariners today. I just don't want to face the bottom third of that order. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> I mean, the equivalent would be Nick Delore and D. Eskridge scoring 38 points, which one of them would have to kick a field goal. Or and, heck, even D. Eskridge even playing a game. And win. Uh, yeah. Uh, it just, that's, that's, that's crazy. So yeah, let's see. Look, there's other routes that I need to do besides running in front of the quarterback and just having him pitch the ball to me. Um, What else is there for me? So. You run down the field and try to get open without getting hurt. Um. Anyway, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. I mean, uh, Gino. Hey, we're finally talking about Seahawks. Gino had high praise uh, for him, as I you know. Stumbled into the Seahawks thing. In the, the Seahawks OTAs, show is kind of weird. But, uh, yeah, not that Gino would lie or anything like that, but he is, he's not going to, obviously, he's not going to call the guy out. He's, he's. Clearly, he is a disciple of Pete Carroll, as in the positivity and everything, which is a good thing, right? But it's like I, yeah. I have a big feeling that a lot of that is him just hyping D. Eskridge, which he should be doing, because it would be great if D. Eskridge comes through and has a good season for him. And a good season for him at this point would be 20 catches. That would be a phenomenal season for him, the way the first two seasons have gone, right? But, yeah, Did I have you- a feeling that's what's going on. Did you look at what our post was on 12th Man Rising this morning? Did is I? that why you brought up D. Eskridge? I did not. Oh, yeah. Literally, our post, this first post of the day is three pl- that I wrote yesterday and scheduled mm-hmm. this mor- for this morning is three players the Seattle Seahawks could have drafted instead of D. Eskridge. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, I was just like, oh, OK, I guess you look at the. Nope. But that's just happenstance. Yeah, that's that's weird. 
Um, only, only three? Aren't there literally like 50? One of them was Creed Humphrey. I could have just said the player that the Seahawks should have drafted. <laughs> um, but yeah, there, there was, it's kind of weird because 2021 draft class is not, it's got some like Creed Humphrey. It's got some really good players, but then it's got like, eh, I mean, uh, um, St. <laughs> St. Brown was the other guy I had on the list. Um, who's just having a great start to his career with the lions. Right. And then, uh, had a defensive lineman from the Cowboys that's on there. <clears throat> but I mean, the, I mean, the, the problem was, and this is this is good because it kind of leads into one of our topics of Seahawks talk today is the the thing in 2021 if they had the Seattle had uh, drafted Creed Humphrey mm-hmm. when they already knew they had a, for the since Max Unger was there they've kind of had a center problem right I know Justin Britt was okay for one year uh, he was I mean he was there for several years but he was okay for one of those right but they really could they really needed to fix the offensive line interior of the offensive line. Need a center specifically, and Creed Humphrey would have fixed. He's going to be a Hall of Famer. Yeah, I mean, he's like arguably maybe by the time he's done, one of the best centers to ever play the game. But you, people knew that going into the draft. It's oh, he's only a center. So and you know, Seattle likes their offensive linemen to be versatile. Oh, we want to move this guy to guard and center. That that was a mistake in that case. They should have taken Creed Humphrey. Yeah. Um, but this year, of course, we've. They they took a center who, in the fifth round, your guy from Michigan, mm-hmm. all the way Tommy. Um, but it could be that he is. I'm not saying he's going to be as good as Creed Humphrey because it's like, oh, he's the next Mike Webster or Dwight Stevenson. But I mean, if he's good, that's really all they need. And he looks like he yeah. could be really good. Uh, he so, would be really good. But yeah, but to your point, right? They wouldn't. They could have gotten someone else this season because they could have had Creed Humphrey, which right. Yeah. Totally. Um, so the, which leads me into the topic of which rookie may have the biggest impact. And of course, you know, Witherspoon should, I think, uh, you know, Smith and Jigba is going to be really impactful, but yeah. when it comes down to, we're hoping they are, and it seems like they are, but sometimes rookie wide receivers have a little bit of time, unless you're St. Brown, have a little bit of struggle mm-hmm. acclimating to the NFL. And then you don't know how a cornerback's going to do, again, acclimating. But you could have the Olu from, from Michigan. He literally could be yeah. the most impactful rookie they have. So is there anybody that really stands out to you like, oh, okay. Derek Hall, you know, they haven't had good success with rookie edge rushers lately. Yeah, no. Mafe could be really good this year, but he wasn't really that good, and, you know, as a rookie and so on and so forth. Is there anybody that really stands out to you? Of the rookies? Correct. It Somebody might make rookies? the biggest impact this year. Uh, I think, well, uh, I think actually will be Spoon. I mean, yeah, you never know, right? I mean, clearly, we were just talking about the Eskridge. Not that he was a, a, the fifth pick overall, but Clearly, you he never know. He was their how, first pick of their draft. Right. Uh, you never know how it's going to go. But I think Spoon will be the most impactful. Uh, for one thing, we're not even sure if he's going to start. Uh, we certainly assume so. But like they said, Jackson had a great camp, early the OTAs. And Jackson wasn't bad last last year at all. So it'll be, it'll be interesting to see. And they did put Spoon in the slot a little bit to see how he did there. So regardless, I think it is, it's still going to be him. Uh, but 
uh, of course, some some of these guys aren't going to pan out because that always happens. Uh, I think I think Hall, like you said, is a good candidate for someone who's going to just have like minor contributions because they've got a lot of candidates for edge rusher. And I, I think Mafe will actually break out and have a really good year season this year because yeah. again, his competition and you've said other people have said it to his Hall is not his competition. It's like Derek Daryl Taylor is the guy who's gonna lose snaps. Unless he unless he shows up and is consistent, I mean it's great that he had six and a half sacks, but the fact that he had what six of them in two games, nine and a half, nine and a half. That's what I meant. But I mean, you know, easy to lose track of because he had them all, like you said, or about to say he had them all those sacks really in like six games. Yeah, he tied. I mean, he tied for the team lead, but it's like, who would you rather have out there? Nosu or Taylor? It's like, obviously, you'd rather have Nosu out there because you know he's going to do something. Taylor might just not show. I mean, he might be on the field for 40 plays and literally do nothing because he's done that. Yeah. Nosu you know, had and, and, uh, 26 quarterback hits last year. The next closest was 12. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's that shouldn't that can't be the case. So uh, and I think Mafe is the guy who's going to step up, um, which that's going to limit Hall's opportunities i mean not these opportunities were a little limited too nothing wrong with that and i think hall was a i'm not saying he's a bad draft pick i, I like the pick and i think he'll be really good it's just a crap load of competition at that spot which is good for the hawks well i think they're moving hall to nose tackle uh they could use one <laughs> wouldn't that be interesting it's like you have a 235 pound nose tackle He's quick. Well, he's, he's quick. quick. Yeah, he gets gets in there. Gets in there. We'll just load up, load up. Uh, everybody will funnel through that position when they think it's a run. Um, you yeah. know the the Rams have gotten rid of like literally everybody. Yeah. So um, except for like Aaron Donald and a 65 year old Matthew Stafford, and uh, Cooper Cup is still a good player, but he I mean he's he's aged quickly it's like he's looking to be 30 already which seems like he should be 25 he's been in the league but it's like nope he's been in the league longer than you think and he was older when he came out um but aaron donald is still he's 32 years old now so he's definitely not getting any younger and last year was his first year where he missed a whole bunch of games Mm -hmm. so there was some speculation on seattle sports radio this week that stole the idea from to write an article about about Mm -hmm. should the seahawks even trade uh, entertain even right, if me, the Rams me, were like intradivision trade, sure. Let me be a Twitter user here and cut you off before you say what you even want to say. You're an idiot for saying the Seahawks could should trade for Is that what one of them said? I, I didn't even look. No, at but I know it's what one of them said because oh, I'm sure. people routinely don't read articles. They look at an art, they look at a title and say oh, you're stupid, and it's or, like that's not yeah. what the article says. Or what's even more stupid, and you've got an article coming out tomorrow uh, in the morning. <laughs> Um, Sauce Gardner, and I love the article, by the way. It was really well done. Oh, thanks. Uh, Sauce Gardner versus Tariq Wollin, who's better, like an honest look at it. Um, and you bring up, and people are going to be like, blah, even though you have all these stats in there yeah. um, in the article. But <clears throat> I posted, so it's been a couple weeks ago, I guess, we posted just a picture, and it got like so many yeah. views and comments. And there were a bunch of comments like, "Who? You, what parent even names their kid Sauce? His name's not Sauce, you <laughs> idiot. How, did you notice that? It's like you're you're commenting on this, and it's I did like not notice that. Oh my god, that's not his real name. Oh, Good grief! And, and even if it was, who cares? Save big on brunch for mom. All in the Kroger app. 
Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. We're talking about the play. We're not talking about Yeah, but if you're arguing like, oh, this person's better. I mean, you don't even have the facts of the name. That's quite true. You could Google it. But, you know. Uh, we'll get off Sea Talks for just a brief moment. It's like, you know, there really needs to be a thorough testing process for the right to vote. <laughs> I'm just saying, you gotta have critical thinking skills. That's all. You can vote before you can drink. Yeah, and I don't know. Anyway, yeah, that people people like that are are why the world is in the shape it's in because. Wow. Yeah. Just, well, I only bring up the drinking thing because, oh, they're not mature enough, but they're mature enough to have a an effect on the way civilization goes. Mm-hmm. But don't have that beer, but you can have Donald Trump as president. It's like. Mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. Anyway, yeah, we're not we're <clears> not <throat> arguing a restriction of voting rights. We're arguing that there should be some process to ensure that you have the critical thinking skills necessary to make an educated Oh, I I misunderstood. I was trying to say the drinking age should be lowered. Well, it should. You should have a drink. Here's your shot. And here's your your little tag to go vote. Here's your numbers. Punch those into the machine. You can still read them, right? After a couple of shots. Oh, I I got it. (laughs) I think the drinking age in Wisconsin is six. Um, Just don't pick Chris Christie because he's don't do that. Um, <laughs> anyway, back Chris to Christie's the only one that's like arguing, right? Who's like has a, I mean, he's never going to get elected, and he shouldn't because he's kind of a jerk himself. But at yeah. least he's like the one who's like, you know, Donald Trump's a douchebag. It's like, okay, I don't True. know. Uh, back to the the Sauce Gardner. A little bit of a preview. It's it's actually Sauce not- Gardner. Sauce Gardner cannot be president. That's where you're going because we have to have old white men. That's true. If he uh, is that Sauce Gardner in whiteface. <clears throat> if he bleaches his skin and waits 50 years, then he can be president, too. Um, it's gone all Michael Jackson. I'll just say, I, th- I think it's a good article. It took long enough to write because of the stats. And I'll just say stats aren't always what you think. And if you read the whole article, you'll know what I mean. Yeah. So that's why it was uh, it was actually a little difficult. To I say. skipped to the end. And then that's, I was like, eh, no, that's a good idea. What a stupid. And then I read the article. And I was like, oh, OK. <laughs> I'm a 12, so it's freak. That's, That's right. That's Fine. right. Wait, well, I, and I get that. I mean, you want to be with your guy, right? You got all these Jets fans who are like, oh, sauce is better. And, and a bunch of 12 saying woolen's better. And, and then you have the people, uh, logical people are like, oh, they're both great. Why are we arguing about this? And mm-hmm. the reason it is because it's, we're fans, right? That's what right. fans should do. That's what we should <clears throat> Dude, we don't want to have we don't feel logical about the teams we follow. Like there's no there's no reason that we well, I mean, let me back off because I, I live in Seattle. There's no reason I should be like a, <laughs> a, a a Los Angeles Dodgers fan. Like I never lived in Los Angeles. Yeah. There's no reason, rhyme or reason to it. Um it's just and it becomes you get emotionally involved. That's what sports is but, as a fan. So yeah, or like anything. I said, it's like, you know, if, if Gardner was wearing 
good colors instead of that hideous pickle color they wear in New York. <clears throat> People would love Sauce Garden in, in Seattle. So, you know, yeah. it's nothing per, uh, hopefully it's nothing personal for most people. And it certainly isn't for me. I mean, uh, yeah. Anyway, I think it was an interesting piece, but I mean, there's some, uh, I'll just say this. Um, I have become less enamored with pro football focus uh, over the past <laughs> few months and I am highly uh, disenamored of them. Hey, that's a new word for me. <clears throat> because Am of, I speaking with John Clayton right now? Yes. <laughs> because of, of their uh, ratings on uh, these two gentlemen. Because, frankly, they're stupid and wrong. Yeah. yeah, there's weird. John Clayton used to have such an issue with pro football focus because of the grades, especially at certain positions, like mm-hmm. offensive line and stuff. And he was just like, he was like, you know, it's not not the Bible. It's not like anything. And, and it's true. I mean, right. they do. It's a great site to go to. And you brought this up in the article, actually. But uh, Pro Football Focus is a, is a great site to go to for like, yeah, grades fine. But you can get some really good stats. You can also yeah. get those same stats from like Pro Football Reference. Right. 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 Um, and people are like, oh, blah, blah, blah. It's like, that's, <clears throat> that's just, they don't, that's the stats. They have no opinion. Like, here you go. Right. Right. Here are the stats. And you you form your own opinion on it, which is one reason that's why I use Pro Football Reference, because it's just, I mean, if I want opinion, then, yeah, then there's lots of sites to go to. They don't. Like 12 Man Rising. Yeah. And some of them are right sometimes. Yay, we're so good. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. I mean, I make up all my stats. Did you know that Geno Smith had 8,000 yards passing last year and 600 touchdowns? You know, I which did. It wasn't even that, a record. Well, that's because I read 12 Man Rising. That's right. Joe Montana actually had 9,000 and 1,600 touchdowns in one season um, when, the, when the 49ers went 2-14. and 14. So, anywho. So, yeah, Aaron Donald. Did we finish? So, um, um, Aaron Donald. <laughs> no, we did not even start, really. <laughs> a potential trade for him yeah. just because it's been right. bandied about and the Rams are getting rid of people. And then the trade would never happen because why would the Rams want to trade Aaron Donald to the Seahawks, you know, unless they get a whole bunch of like draft capital back and and young players. And to be honest, Aaron Donald's a phenomenal player, maybe the best defensive player ever. But at his age, you can only give up so much. I mean, Jalen Ramsey was a third round pick. I mean, that was still for the Dolphins. He went to the Dolphins, right? I'm not making that up. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they just that's just that's just highway robbery. Well, isn't there a good uh, comparison, a good comp for Aaron Donald? Who came from the Rams, obviously not trade, but I mean, Bobby Wagner. I mean, perfect comp as far as talent level and age. <clears throat> and and look at the contract Bobby Wagner got. I, I mean. Yeah. Aaron Donald, despite his greatness, and yeah, he, he's clearly a great player. And literally, like you said, he might be the best defensive player ever. The guy's ridiculous. But a little bit on the downside of his career. So he's like, what, 90%? Even if he's 80% of what he used to be, that's still quite possibly the best defensive lineman in the game. That's actually what I wrote in the article this week. Yeah, and, I mean, it does, he does fill a the one huge void on your defensive line. Yeah. Aaron Donald between Draymond Jones and Jaron Reed. It's over. I mean, you know, it's like, you, what right. are you going to do? Like but that, that line would be ridiculous. But, but then you start going the Rams way, right? It's like, okay, yeah. we want to get that one Super Bowl, and then after that, it's like, eh, <clears throat> we might yeah. stink for a bunch of years now. Because mm-hmm. they're still not done tearing that thing down. No, no. They're 
Yeah. What if, if they, they win six games if they're lucky? Yeah. We got an old quarterback and we got an aging receiver. Yeah. I mean, they're well coached still, but they are. There's a whole bunch of lack of talent that they didn't have even mm-hmm. last year. And they had a bunch of injuries, but even with all the with the injuries they had, they're still less talented now. Yep. And and you know whether you want to argue or not whether they made the right choice. I mean, they mortgaged everything to get a Super Bowl, and they got a Super Bowl. It's yeah, like, Super Bowl. That's you know. They made their 300 fans happy. <laughs> yeah, basically. Basically um, true. Yeah, I mean they can't really they can't really afford uh, Donald. Uh, you know they could no. they could restructure or sorry extend which they should Nusu, yeah. and that would save five million dollars. They could uh, release Jamal Adams and save eight million dollars. I'm not saying they should. People get so yeah. upset at that. It's like I like Jamal Adams. He seems yeah. like a good dude. He's a great Every, teammate because he has ever written about anything. Jamal Adams is is pointing yeah. to yes they need to keep him. Yes they need to keep him. But he's the body of a 40-year-old at this point, and he's not he's if he's not on the field, it doesn't matter, right? And he hasn't been on the field, and we don't know when he's going to get back. Yep. True, true, true. Which kind of leads me to my next point in in the Seahawks talk that we have for today, which is um, you know, roster cuts have to be made before week 1, so we're still yep. 2 months away from that, but fan-sided had and I th- honestly think, and the general fan side, not 12th Man Rising, because we're part of a global thing, but um, I think they just had the wrong player that they put in this article because this list was put together um, about uh, a surprising cut each team could make, mm-hmm. um, and it was by Nick Volano, and his, and he made it one for each team, mm-hmm. but for the Seahawks, his surprising cut was Quandre Diggs, which is like... I, <laughs> that would no. be a surprising... Well, I mean, that does live up to the title. That would be a surprising cut. <laughs> well, it would, yeah, it would cost Seattle money to cut him. That's He's not the problem. Um, <laughs> and I really think they meant to put Jamal Adams because so. they kept talking about Ju- Julian Love. Oh, they said Julian Love is not a free safety. He is not Quandre Diggs' spot. He's Jamal Adams' spot. They, and I honestly they, they, think they just got the player wrong. They clearly meant Jamal Adams. And and I don't know that that would be a surprising cut, but... but <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm sorry. I can't help but laugh. I'm just like... Yeah, I mean, that, and they're one of our a, one of our people, and, and yeah. so I hate I hate to even point that out, but I mean, you know, if it was one of us who did that, we'd be like, Todd, man, or Lee, maybe you shouldn't... Are yeah. you sure you got the right player? Because yeah. the opening paragraph of this part of the column says, uh, it says, see the picture above? And it's George Kittle on digs, which means Kittle, eh, who cares? I mean, it, he can beat anybody. Right. Yeah. This is a Seattle Seahawks safety just isn't what he used to be. Diggs has been dealing with injuries the past off se- few off seasons with a major ankle injury impacting his off season program in 2022. He played every game and made the Pro Bowl last year. Okay, so he clearly means Diggs. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I mean, it's a sister site or parent site, but I'm sorry, that's just wrong. It yeah. couldn't be more wrong. Um, <laughs> yeah, I I don't... I mean, like you said, it would cost the team money. Yeah, and, and he says Diggs was supposed to play in tandem with Adams. Now he's trying to do the heavy lifting. So why wouldn't the Seahawks just cut Adams? The issue is with... 
with that is Adams has a lot of sway in the locker room. Quandre what? Diggs has a lot of sway what? in the locker room, what? probably more than Adams. Diggs has more sway than that. I mean, I'm not, yeah, it's not a contest between the two of them, but yeah. between the two of them, Diggs has the locker room. If it ever came yeah, to 100 percent. Exactly. Who's going to follow? It's Diggs. Yeah. And it says he comes, and Adams comes close to a $10 million in dead money. Diggs is more. He he just didn't do his research. No, he didn't. That's sad. And um, this is the Seahawks signed former Giants safety Julian Love this offseason. He could very much be still, he could very much steal the starting role from Diggs from Adams. He could very much steal the starting role from Diggs from Adams. That doesn't make any sense, but I, um, I yeah, that's one of those things where you kind of you were writing one thing and then you forgot to go back and edit it because I've done that. <laughs> so yeah, but, true. But mm, my God, but Julian Love would is not a right. free safety. Exactly. <laughs> There's so many things wrong with it. It's just like yeah. you didn't look enough into it. Who would you who who would you cut? The guy who saves you money or costs you money? Who would you cut? The guy who's missed. Who's made Pro Bowl every year for the last four, 14 games now? Or the guy who makes the Pro Bowl every year? I mean, that makes zero, zero sense. I, especially when he says, it's like, oh, Diggs has been left to do the heavy lifting without Adams. Well, then cut Adams. Yeah, exactly. And then Diggs doesn't have to do the heavy lifting, does he? He's like, yeah, but like dealing with injuries the last few off seasons. First of all, that's not completely true. And secondly, no. last season, he off season, he was what he came back and he played right. well enough to make the Pro Bowl. I, I just don't. It's yeah. just you. I mean, to you be pay fair, Diggs. You need to keep paying Diggs. To be fair, Diggs himself said it took him a few games to get to trust himself sure. and get back to that point. But it doesn't sound like he mentioned that in the article, which would have been a good thing to mention. But besides, he played every game, yep. as opposed to the guy who missed every game except for what three snaps. I yeah. Mean, Come on, what, what you want to do is you want to cut that guy who completely baited uh, Baker Mayfield into throwing an interception uh, in <laughs> late uh, in the last game of last year, which led, of course, Seattle to. Yeah, it's just like not to just harp on a, it, but Jamal Adams wouldn't be a surprising cut either because that makes sense for a lot of reasons. Again, neither of us think that should be done, but it wouldn't be a surprising cut. Diggs would be a surprising cut because it's stupid. Yep. I mean. Surprising cut would be uh, you could at least make the argument for Geno Smith. You could. I mean, you wouldn't do it, but no. oh, Drew Locke might be, you know, whatever. And cutting Smith. I mean, there's lots of different, lots of different ways you would go, but Quandre Diggs is just. I mean, I guess if you wanted to surprise, he did. So uh, quickly about other sports before we get into the Rob Gordons this week. Uh, Bob Huggins, that lovely fella who coaches West Virginia basketball who still seems to love the city of Cincinnati a lot more has resigned after a DUI incident on Friday night. Of course, Huggins had a recent uh, period of idiocy where he went on a a radio show and basically um, uh, insulted uh, Catholics and the LGBTQ community as well. Uh, Fine human. But um, yeah. Anyway, he 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 has resigned following his as a Bob. According to ESPN, this is yesterday uh, at uh, late at night. Um, said uh, Huggins announced he was stepping down in the statement Saturday night, in which he said, 
quote, my recent actions do not represent the values of the university or the leadership expected in this role. I have let all of you and myself down. Sadly, he didn't say this after his radio issue. It was like, finally, he. Yeah, interesting, huh? 69 year old guy. Um, man, what a what a douche. Yeah, for sure. Some people get what they deserve. Yep. In the end. After Some he, states get what they deserve. He, <laughs> he blows a point two one, three almost three times the legal limit. Still in, a little bit less than what I'm doing right now. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's true. But you're only driving the show as opposed to a vehicle. Uh, uh, I'm driving the show right off the rails, which is not <laughs> even a right statement. Like, I don't, I don't think you can. Oh, by the way, we watched Speed last night, just FYI. No, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> I'm point two seven right now. <laughs> but a couple of weekends ago, we watched uh, Rear Window, and it was good. And then, <laughs> which this is also true, by the way. And then last night we watched Speed, really? which I didn't. I'd forgotten the first twenty minutes of Speed don't have anything to do with the bus at all. No, they don't. Speed is a is a pretty good movie. It's an, it's it's an entertaining vehicle. Have you seen A Man Called Otto? I have not. There's, I've quite good. There's a reason I haven't pushed to watch it. Um, I, I, by the way, I did buy my tickets for the movie that comes out on Friday already, so I, my seats are middle row. Oh yeah, I'm excited. Six forty-five, Asteroid City. But um, <laughs> Tom Hanks is in that. I, I, I joined yeah. them together. I'm not completely insane. But um, I haven't. I didn't watch it because it came out last year and. Donna's mom passed away, and I think his mm, wife. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yes, okay. you're correct. Okay. Yeah. I haven't seen it, so I, I'm, I was just gathering. That's what happened. So I. Yeah. yeah. That's why. Yeah. Makes sense. Quite yeah. good. At some point, get around to it. It's a good film. Well, I will watch it. it has a cat in it, so I definitely will watch it. <laughs> yeah, so cat plays a central role, actually. So. There you Is go. the cat okay in the end? <laughs> Nothing happens to the cat, right? Nothing happens to the cat. Okay. Not that kind of a movie. <clears throat> <laughs> Tom Hanks goes all John Wick because they injured, they killed his cat. I could see that though. Yeah, I could see that. I mean, that's how I would feel. Road to perdition. I mean, that's what happened. Yeah. <laughs> Kill my cat. I'm gonna slay your dog. I think that's a Run DMC lyric. <laughs> I didn't make that up. That's actually true. God. Um. So uh, yeah, you know, we talked about Juneteenth. Uh, very. <laughs> I'm glad they made that a federal holiday. Yeah. Um, celebration of when uh, the last slaves were actually emancipated in the United States, which was in Texas, right? Galveston. They found out in Galveston. It's like, hey, we've been emancipated for a while. Thanks That's for telling right. us. And Jack Johnson is from Galveston. I've never been to Galveston. Have you been to Galveston? I've have, I have never been to Galveston either. I've been to Houston. I drove through Houston. It's all the presidents, little statues thing. Which is weird because I forgot it existed. And then, oh, right there on the interstate. Why are all these presidents? <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. I remember now. That's why. Um, but I guess Galveston's a Gulf city, right? People go there to, to, yeah. to vacation or whatever. It is indeed. Um, so yeah. anyway, but Juneteenth, if you're off, do something do something to uh, to represent wh- whoever you are. Do something to represent and, and uh, enjoy the day in memory of. So, and then uh, Novak Djokovic won his 23rd Grand Slam last week. 
or whenever you're listening to this show three years ago at the French. How many does he have now, by the way? I want to know. But uh, last week at the French Open, 2023, 2023, 2023, 23. He uh, immediately had a 23 shirt on, um, by the way. Somebody somebody tweeted, uh, I think, on Lob and Smash tweeted tweeted on or something I, I saw it on lob and smash twitter which was oh Djokovic and serena are the only people worthy of having 23 and i was like hmm i'm thinking uh, there's a lady named court who might disagree with that but okay yeah. um different era but still got 24 yeah um but yeah Djokovic, i mean straight set went over in the french open um, going into Wimbledon, he should be the favorite. He hasn't literally lost a set there in 2018. Is that right? 19, 20, 21, 22, One year they didn't play it, but he's won the four last yeah. four years. Sounds ridiculous to say, but yeah, he hasn't lost since uh, the year after uh, Andy Murray won the Wimbledon, um, which is true. But um, yeah, but I don't think he's the favorite going to the U.S. Open because the U.S. Open always just seems to be so weird. Yeah. Oh, this person won it. Um, but uh, everybody's tired by that time, right? Like, oh, I'm done. It's hot. Can we move on? Indoors, indoor season. But anyway, uh, Djokovic won number 23, so he's the highest uh, male uh, Grand Slam total. Um, one more than Nadal. Two, three more now than Federer. Um, this sounds ridiculous to say, but nine more than Pete Sampras. <laughs> um, but anyway, yeah, I mean, he's I know he's a divisive figure. Right? A lot of people don't like him because of the vaccine thing. And I totally get that. I mean, I don't like Aaron yeah. Rodgers. And, and so I, I am, a, I'm a hypocrite. I, I'll say that because Djokovic is my favorite player and it's, it's because of his game. He's not, he never started off as one of these guys like Sampras who was like, I'm just going to uh, thump you with my serve and win. Yeah. Sampras was a good player, but that's how he won. Right. Right. But Djokovic was a lot more like Agassi who I like because it's like, made me feel more human, right? Like, oh, okay, Todd's going to serve me the block. And I can't beat Todd with my serve. Maybe if I, I hit my serve, my day. return of service, well, my serve sucks. Return of service, then maybe I can win. And, and it, I don't know, that feels more human than just somebody yeah. out there, like Curios, who's out serving you. Yep, I agree. I totally agree on the whole thing with Joko. Is like, I really don't like his stance on vaccines because it's you know you do what you need to do for yourself okay that's fine but you're doing damage to other people by saying oh this is wrong blah 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 and you're encouraging people to to die not meaning you're not meaning to but you are that's right but everything else about the guy is just like that thing you sent me on facebook this week right with the kid with the ball yeah 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 he's an exceptionally good person i just think he's misguided whereas aaron Rodgers, i think is a total ass yeah and it's it way past with, the vaccine um, thing with Rodgers. yeah he's yeah. just yeah there's everything about him really but i think the and and i'm again i'm people should take the vaccine i'm not arguing against not bill maher who i who i like i like less nowadays but he he was against the vaccine i'm yeah. totally pro vaccine like take care of humanity and yeah. part of that is taking care of yourself so that humanity can be okay too mm-hmm. um I will say the difference between and it sounds like I'm standing up for Djokovic, but I can see Djokovic's point with the vaccine versus Aaron Rodgers. As far as the sports they play, Rodgers doesn't take the vaccine. He's in people's faces, getting touched, everything. Djokovic, 100%. at least as a tennis player, where it's like they're not really coming close to anybody well, except for another, their team. 
Right. And there's another big difference is Djokovic told the truth from the very beginning. He didn't say he's like, he's oh, like, I'm yeah. not taking it. He, he, he didn't say he's like, oh, yeah, I'm OK. I've got protection, blah, blah, blah. Like Aaron Rodgers said, he's like, yeah, I'm inoculated or whatever. He whatever he specifically said, which was a lie because he took some freaking supplements <laughs> and lied for weeks. Yeah. And, and he, even the Australian right? Open thing wasn't a lie. I mean, that was just some miscommunication uh, right. last year. It wasn't like Djokovic was like, oh, I'm blah, blah, blah. It's like I was told one thing by the yeah, tennis. Exactly. And you, yeah. So <clears throat> anyway. Yeah. But uh, yeah, number number 23 um, and could be 24 yeah. after Wimbledon. Nadal's going to come back, but I mean, he's not going to be. No. Uh, yeah. Unfortunately, it doesn't look like he's going to be. Back to full strength. And that's what I was just going to say. He's like, does Djokovic look like he had, there? Are there any signs of him slowing down? Like zero. No. Yeah. And this guy is like. Yeah, there, really some talk in the in the finals about, you know, Carlos Alcaraz, who's a phenomenal young player, 20 years yeah. old. He's, you know, he's got the one. But they were like, you know, if you think about it, if if you just won one Grand Slam a year, that's a huge accomplishment. And oh, my God. Yeah. He would have to play the next 22 years. <laughs> yep. To equal 23. And most players at that level, they're done after. I mean, if they play 15. It used to be 30, right? 30, you're done. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if they can get to age 35, that's incredible. Yeah. But. Yeah, and even when they used to have a senior circuit, didn't that start at 35? I think so. I yeah, think it did. That's crazy. Um, McEnroe was like, I'm retiring. I'm going to join the senior circuit. Uh, <laughs> so anyway. Um, Johnny Mac. That's right. Such a good commentator. <clears throat> I um, was listening to an interview. We'll get into the Rob Gordons in just a minute. But listening to an interview from 2020, I think, with um, Yannick Noah. Mm-hmm. Um, this past week, and um, I did not realize. You may have, if I did realize, if I didn't know it, I totally forgot about it. Did you know what a huge that may be? Uh, Arthur Ashe in the background there. Um, did you know what a huge influence Arthur Ashe was on Yannick Noah, like directly? Did you have no. any? So when. Because Yannick Noah is, you know, he played French, but he's not from France. He's from Cameroon, right? Right. But he said they had nine courts in the country when he was growing up. He played tennis. He said, I just assumed I would just. But Arthur Ashe actually had like a a foundation that would go around to these different countries. Oh, now I do remember that now. Yeah. Yeah. And he met Arthur Ashe there. Um, And then Arthur Ashe was like, oh, you know, you might. And so Arthur Ashe, like literally for years like when it came to like helping noah in any possible way would do it or i mean Noah was telling this story Mm -hmm. he said when i the first time i played at wimbledon i played doubles with arthur ash because arthur ash asked me to play doubles with him and so and we ended up playing these two guys from south africa and it was just like but he was like they were like two years of my life when I was an older teenager where it's like, I don't need anything, you know, because you're a teenage kid. But he was like, Arthur Ashe gave him all these rackets when he started playing. It was just crazy. 
you think about well, people don't pass it on enough. It's like Arthur no. Ashe, we already know, is a phenomenal human being. But right. it's just the stuff you don't know and how much he's yeah. helping other people who are like, oh, Yannick Noah, he's a great player, you know. But without Arthur Ashe, there's no Yannick Noah. It's just insane. Anywho, so, uh, but Yannick Noah is done playing, and so are a lot of television shows. So. <laughs> wow, that was smooth. Um, why don't you tell everybody, including myself, who's the only person listening, because I've probably had a few drinks by the time I'm listening to this, what our Rob Gordons are again this week. I forgot. They are the best five moments of Yannick Noah's <laughs> The best series finales in television history. Yes. That is what they are. I have six, and I'm not even sure which one I'm going to kick, kick out yet. Well, so. You're strange. So I'll go, I'll go ahead and start. So um, I, I'm going to – the one I'm going to kick out, number six, is, is Cheers, I guess, because it's just okay. – there's like a three-part series finale instead of one show, right? Um. Because it was like, oh, Diane's back, and then Sam's like, nope. Um, so I will start with with another. Well, he was nope at the end, right? Um, anywho, number five for me is Lost. Did you ever watch Lost? I can't I remember. I only watched a, like a half of one season, and by the time I started watching it, last season it was over, and it was like, it, it, from from everyone's what everyone said is like, okay, I'm not even gonna bother, but go. Continue. Yeah, there's, there's, so there's, I think there's six seasons, I think six or seven. Uh, the, the last few seasons aren't as good as the first three seasons. The, the last episode of season three is one of the best single episodes in television history to me. Cause at the end, you're just like, what the, what the fuck did just happen? <laughs> um, Are you? It's like blew my mind. But the, the ending is, are we giving away endings in this? Or we just, I don't, I mean, I mean no yeah, listening. why not? Okay. No um, but the end of well, Lost... If we don't give away an ending, then we can't really say why they were great. Yeah, right. <laughs> a lot of people don't like the, the ending of Lost, but it, it makes sense. So basically what happens is kind of the, the whole last season is ending, is going to resolve in the final episode, but you're not really aware of it. So there's a lot of things in the final episode that come, oh, like this person is actually this person. It turns out it's, it's almost a spiritual resolution to the show because the lead character matthew fox's character mm-hmm. is realizes he's been dead the whole time because there was a plane crash but mm-hmm. everyone else um everyone else already knew it all of the other characters yeah. so they're trying to help him find his resolution so he can have clarity which is really a, it's a, a great which is pretty cool yeah a great statement on just human being human um, but then the, the way it's filmed at the end is, is really because he looks into the coffin and he thinks, oh, my dad, because he thinks it's about his dad and everybody's there. He looks into the coffin and it's him. And it's it's not a moment of sadness. It's a moment of clarity for him. And it's, it's kind of a beautiful moment. So anyway, that's that's number five for me. Lost. Lost. Number, oh, excuse me, number five for me is not exactly spiritual. I mean, Land of the Lost. Did I get that right? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Land of the Lost. Not exactly spiritual, but it is touching. It's uh, the series finale of the Mary Tyler Moore show. Yes, the end of Ozzy and Harriet after 6,000 episodes was <laughs> when Dick Van Dyke came in. It was crazy. <laughs> it would be crazy. Mary Tyler Moore show. So basically the end of the Mary Tyler Moore show is is the slam against the corporate mentality. Because everybody at this, uh, for those who don't know, Mary Tyler Moore had her own show 
in which she was a producer of a local <clears throat> TV news show. She had her own show. What was it called? Yeah, amazing, right? And it was called Check My Legs. Uh, yeah, worth it. Yeah, totally. <clears throat> the, the, season, the series finale, a uh, new company comes in, buys, buys out the, the station, and fires everybody except for the one incompetent person. And that kind of is how life happens. Ted reality. Baxter? Ted Baxter was retained. Ted, I'd forgotten Ted, that. Yeah, Ted Baxter, the obnoxious, incredibly stupid on-air anchor of the show. He was he was kept. Everybody else, including Lou Grant, got fired. So, Which was good, because then Lou went on to have his own series, which was much more of a drama. But it's called yeah, it was, Fish, it was very... It, <laughs> it was... <laughs> it was heartwarming. It was sweet. It's what you would expect from Mary Tyler Moore. But I mean, that kind of gut punch is like, you're all fired except the one guy who can't do his job. It just <laughs> makes perfect sense. Yeah. Kind of like Anchorman. I mean, I guess they're kind of playing yeah. off that. Um, so number four for me is, oh man, I mean, any of these are, I could watch over and yeah, over yeah. again. So, um, so it almost does a disservice. But uh, number four for me is uh, Breaking Bad. Did you, did you watch that show? I can't oh, remember. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So Breaking Bad, of course, is um, if you so we started watching started watching it with Donna and um, we watched got about halfway through the first season. But she's she, her father passed away from cancer. So I mean, it kind of makes sense. And I just I kept kept saying, oh, you know, you got to you got to stick it out. It really becomes a lot more than that. Mm-hmm. And and it, yes, does, it does. And it really <laughs> does away with almost that storyline and right. becomes more about. Um, by the way, did you know that? Uh, Aaron Paul um, and uh, uh, Brian Cranston are in a in a uh, episode of It's Always Sunny this year. I heard I have heard yeah, that. They, yeah, they kidnap them and they 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 think they're actually the characters from. Oh, because it's always. Sunny. <laughs> but anywho, um, but anyway, the the last the last yeah. episode, just breaking it down to the very end. Yeah. The reason it's so great is because <clears throat> because Cranston's character still goes out the way he wants to go out even right. though it's bloody and violent and he doesn't mm-hmm. make it but Aaron Paul's character gets out mm-hmm. and it doesn't seem like they they will that it seems like the characters you never really know but the, just the way he constructs <laughs> constructs the gun out of that car is just like everybody's going down and it's just like yeah. crazy but it's like the perfect ending to that show <clears throat> um so yeah i mean it, it's such a phenomenal show Period. And I think all these are right. We liked all oh, yeah, these yeah. shows. Otherwise, it's like, who cares about the finale? These shows yeah, are all exactly. great. And some of the finales like Seinfeld is like, I like Seinfeld. The finale is kind of odd. Um, like, uh, you know, Ted Lasso is a phenomenal show, but the finale is kind of like, eh. but it's um, yeah, all these, you know, and you're not leading up to the finale, but the finale is the closure of the series that you love. So if you don't love the finale, it right. feels like it's un- unfinished in a way. Right. So so well, it goes without I saying, really but I feel like we should say it. And I didn't put Breaking Bad on my list because I was reasonably sure you were going to do yours, and I didn't want to have every single show the same. That's right. They're going to get. Oh, I agree with that one too, Todd. Uh, Let me go ahead and say. (laughs) But the one thing I really liked about the Breaking Bad finale is he basically showed that he really was Heisenberg the whole time. Yeah. (laughs) You know, it's like, yeah, I didn't do it for the family. I did it because I liked it. (laughs) It's like, oh my God. He even (laughs) says that, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Literally says that. It's like, whew, that's a gut punch. Of course, uh, I mean the greatest one of the greatest lines from television ever is is said not on that 
finale, but just in, in that show, which is I'm not in the drug business. I'm in the empire business. It's just like, that's, yeah, yeah. that's the yeah. show. Yeah, it is. That's the show. My number four, and these aren't really in any particular order, but my number four, uh, eh, no, I'll, I'll, it's, they're not really in any particular order. So I'm going to go with uh, Madman. I have a feeling it's on your list. Um, yes. But not my nubby, but we both love the show. No, it is. It is. It's, it's, yeah, it's actually number number uh, three for me. I'm, I'm making number three. Yeah. It could have uh, been two, could have been three. So. <clears throat> it's a great finale because it's a great closure for Don Draper, who, of course, is really the character. And it ties into reality in a, in a really brilliant way. You, you tell the rest of it. Why did you like the finale so much? Well, I like... Well, I liked every single episode of that of that series. It's you know. Oh yeah. Um, but the finale is the finale is good because to me, and, and I'm, the reason I'm hesitating is I actually read a review of when I was looking at the finales, and I read a review of the Mad Men finale, which made one of the lists. It could have made several, but I saw it on oh, yeah. this one, and it was talking about how like oh the finale, you know, Don Don Draper is is on that cliff near the ocean and, you know, he's, he's meditating and, and then um, it's clear what happens, which is, you know, the Coke theme comes in and it's clear he's just coming up with this thing and he moves on, but you don't know that. That's what they're thought. You could really take that ending a lot of different ways. It, it could have been global. It could have been specific to the character. And I think that's what Mad Men, the greatness about Mad Men always was, is it, it has the greatest, protagonist in the history of television as far as i'm concerned don draper yeah, but the show's not really always about don draper no which um, is one of the reasons it's such a great show and that's one thing that makes the finale so good is it's not just about like let's see what happens with don draper's character right. it's like you get all these kinds of i mean <clears throat> it's it's there's a lot of things happening in the finale all at once that tie up almost all the loose ends you would want and they feel finished and well thought out mm-hmm. and well acted. And it's, it's almost, it's perfect. You couldn't have ended it any other way. Agreed. You're number four. Uh, actually, that's number three for me. And that was three. Oh yeah. So. Number three. Oh, well, there we go. Okay. So, so now, now number three for you, my number three for me is, uh, I'm going to go with mash. And again, these are really a no, Damn, that's my number two. <laughs> I'm like one Eddie. <laughs> yeah, mine, mine is. Uh, uh, you 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 go you expand on this one, and I'll just kind of re- repeat what we said two weeks ago when we were kind of previewing this whole thing, which is the the reason to me one of the reasons Mash finale is so good is because if you if there were no episodes, no show that existed before the finale, the finale is so good on its own, you could just watch that. Exactly. Um, that's. I mean, I wouldn't have said that because that's not. I wasn't thinking that, but you're 100% right. Uh, it definitely would serve extremely well as a standalone film. And it's so lighthearted. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Which is one of the really odd things about MASH is that it evolved from this absurd comedy and gradually turned into a comedy drama. And there were several. Thank you, Alan Alda. Episodes, yeah, that became just pure drama. And that. Uh, it, this this show lasted what three times as long as the actual war. Yeah. <clears throat> but for those who don't know, it's about a medical an army medical unit stationed in in South Korea during the Korean well, War. I thought it was Vietnam. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> and but of course, <clears throat> Vietnam was 
was was going on as Smash was on TV. So True. it was at least the first part. Yeah, yeah, it was a metaphor for uh, Vietnam and and war in general. And yeah, it just it, it, there's no other way to to describe it than just that the humanity of the entire series just has this perfect culmination of the departures of everyone finally getting to leave and you know they're losing all their leaving all these friendships behind but at the same time they're finally getting away from this basically this hell on earth that they've been subjected to for years there's just so much there's so much emotional turmoil going through in that in that episode because finally they gave what they want yeah even even within the episode with the with the with the orchestra that Winchester finds, and then yeah. within that episode, something happens. I mean, it's a it's what an hour and a half, two hour long finale. I mean, it's also a show that it's hard to con- conceive of being made now in, in that same kind of vein, because no. we've we've taken things kind of to an extreme as far as we can't we've lost the ability to. Uh, be self-aware and make fun of ourselves at times. And I think that's what that show does. Oh yeah. But it, it does a lot Absolutely. more, but obviously, but you know, that's why, that's why MASH was so great. I mean, when, when BJ, I, I watched this with one of my thousand ex-wives and we watched the whole series <laughs> and, you know, in season four, when BJ joins, oh, well, BJ's on this, uh, who's that? And I was like, he's the guy that puts the rocks down at the end. And she was like, what do you mean? And I was like, You'll find out. You'll find out. And it's just like, I, <laughs> yeah. I still, I've watched that finale, I don't know how many times. I, I still cry at the end. I know what's going to happen, and I still yeah. cry at the end. Yeah, I mean, that's the proof of the power of that show, yeah. and especially that, that finale. Yep. Uh, let's see. So that's my number two. What's number two for you? Number two for me is The Office, uh, the American version, not the British okay. version. Um, <clears throat> British office is pretty awesome in the finale of that. It, too, really. it is. It, ab- it absolutely is. But uh, just like when Krasinski comes in at the end with Ricky Gervais, and you're like, whoa, what's happening? <laughs> but <clears throat> the last season of The Office came under a lot of fire because it's almost kind of like a placeholder season. Like, it's like, yeah, we want to do another season. But it just didn't. It was fun, but it, it just didn't seem to quite have the heart of the previous seasons. Ever since, and you can only have one Robert California. That's, that's true. And the Robert California season was really good, but it was very, very different because it was very the whole different. Thing, the whole thing was weird, and it just didn't have that heart from the Michael Scott character. And that's what's so great. <clears throat> yeah, that's what's so great about the season finale is like, oh look, yeah, it, it wraps up all those storylines. Everyone has a happy ending, which is. Mm, you know, is that reality? Well, no, but it's a TV show. I mean, it was nice for once to actually see something. Yeah. Everybody gets a happy ending. Yeah. So, I mean, the return of Michael Scott was just great. So. Yeah, yeah, and I'm glad that um, Carell was wanted yeah. to do that too because at that point he could have been like, uh, I kind of yeah. moved on. Right. And and and, and he was the only person with any talent on the show. So. <laughs> Clearly. <laughs> Clearly, oh, that reminds me. Have you seen? Um, have you seen Rain Wilson's? Um, I'm trying to remember which. <laughs> what's it on? I think it may be on Peacock, but he has um, like Eugene Levy had that travel series that was on earlier this year. I, I and, know of it, but I haven't seen any of it. It's good. It's really really good. Um, yeah, definitely. If you, I think P- 
Peacock ends like soon if unless you want to pay for it now. Um, but if you have access to Peacock, it's it's definitely worth it. It's only five or six episodes too, I think maybe. Um, but it's it's I'll real it. it's really well done. And he he, uh, he does make one joke about he's uh because it's really about his journey. It's it's all about like his journey and how he he wants to better himself. But it's like mm-hmm. he goes to these places and tries to find like why are these people happy or what you know whatever. Mm-hmm. And it, so it's it's about those places about him. But he he goes to this one place where like this lady's taking him. She's like oh, um, she, he's like where are we going? She's like oh we're going. I'm paraphrasing, but she's like we're going to the farm. And he's like, do they have beets there? <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. And he looks at the camera. It's the only time he ever really does a, a gym does. moment. He doesn't do that very often. In this no. Place. That's um, hilarious. Yeah. Oh so God. let's see. Number one, I guess number one. Number one. Yeah. Number one. Number one for me is we again talked about this two weeks ago, but New Heart. Yeah. Just because it's My it's really this the serious finale of the of the Bob Newhart show. Um, it's 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 funny because they make a play on Dallas too, like the whole mm-hmm. joke about like oh it was a dream the whole time. Because really it's like you get to the end of of New Heart, which is I I love the whole concept of New Heart because it's yeah. Vermont, it's an inn. Uh, there's Larry Sanderson is hilarious in it, but it, you know it's got two. That's his name, right? Larry Sanderson. Um, so. it, it's got two. You know, his brothers are the same name, and um, and just it's it's so well acted. The 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 wife is, uh, you know, she always wears these sweat. She's a very attractive lady, but she wears these sweaters and just the last. You should wear more sweaters. Um, and just <laughs> it's just so funny. I mean, every. There's some some iconic to me episodes like with the with the the ghost, the one where like there's a body down in the cellar. Right. And, and stuff like that. But it's such a, a very simple show, a very new heart type mm-hmm. comedy to the show, which I like. Um, but then you get to the end and they do something to really kind of change it all up. And it just becomes. Yeah, yeah. it's a dream the whole time. It's, and it's just really it's extraordinarily well done. Yeah, I, I like it because, I mean, I actually like the Bob Newhart show better than Newhart. I like Newhart. But what? Bob Newhart. I'm ending show the show right now. Incredible. Thank you for listening. And <laughs> <laughs> But, and I really like Newhart, but I actually like the previous one better. But, what was the third, what was the third one he did? Uh, I think it was called New. It <laughs> <laughs> was, it was, what, what was it called? <laughs> I don't know. I don't remember. <clears throat> it was okay, but it wasn't. Yeah. Oh, but it was called Big Bang Theory. No, I'm just kidding. It was that. <laughs> but that's that. Like you said, I mean, it, it it's it's such a it's a send up of other finales, which is brilliant in itself. And then to really close his original show, Unreal. Yeah. <laughs> Unbelievable. Anyway. Yeah. I, I wonder how you that. how do you pitch the idea to Suzanne Flechette? Like, hey, you want to come back and. <laughs> <laughs> probably this is how you wake it. up you say hey you're over 40 you want to work yeah, pretty and much she says, yeah. yes unfortunately yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I mean it, even, i imagine even if she was in the middle of filming her own series which she wasn't or if she was in the middle of filming some blockbuster film and she had 10 percent of the gross not the net she probably still would have said hell yes yeah because <laughs> it's such a great moment i mean there's no way you could resist that yeah That's awesome so, a number one for you? Newhart. Oh, was it Newhart? I didn't hear you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One. 
I heard patient in the background. I was like, are you in the hospital right now? I thought <laughs> I was doing the show live from. Yep. New Heart Blue Zoo. Mount Sinai Hospital. Thank you for sponsoring the show. Um, so anyway, yeah, that is that is our show. Um, so this podcast will be available at all your streaming uh, outlets or whatever. I guess that's okay. Um, and today, what's that? What what? What what? What what? what? Why are you the worst? Save big on brunch for mom. All in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for one twenty nine each. Then get flavorful Tyson natural boneless chicken breasts for two forty nine a pound. All with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.